Welcome to episode 235 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Plus One. It's season 11, episode 3. The original air date is January 17th, 2018. The average IMDb user score is 7.9 out of 10. And the action primarily takes place in Arkansas. Now, Mulder and Scully come in. Mulder has one of his briefings. There's no slideshow or lately laptop presentation. He's just handing her crime scene photos and describing the events that have been recorded. And there are a rash of people dying, usually through suicides, so a lot of hangings and jumping off bridges and stuff like that. But they've reported seeing their doubles prior to their deaths in all of these cases. And there's over a dozen of them. So they come down to investigate, and the latest victim actually survived the attempt to kill him. He claims his double grabbed the steering wheel of the car and crashed it into a tree, which we know is at least what he experienced. We were there for that in the pre-credits teaser. And Mulder notices that there is a patient in this mental hospital who's got walls just covered with hangman games. I have no idea why she chose to put them on display, since the way Hangman works, she plays telepathically with her brother, is that once they've spelled someone's name, that's the person who dies, and that's the one who gets killed. So Mulder even notices Arky's name, that's the surviving victim, on the wall. So Mulder and Scully agree that she is somehow connected. Mulder is the one who meets her twin brother, who is... Working with the corrections facility, he's the one that actually discovered Arky, had, who had hanged himself in the cell after surviving the car accident. And as we keep going, we find that, yeah, these people do have split personalities, which is different from schizophrenia, although you wouldn't know that from the way this episode is written, and that they feel there are two Judys, two Chuckies, and so forth. So there's the good one, and there's the bad one. Mulder and Scully are eventually targeted by these people, and they both end up seeing their own doubles and trying to maintain control. And Scully's the one who maintains rational control and says, no, I'm not going to let you beat me. You are a product of someone's imagination, more so than a figment of it. Ultimately, they survive because Judy and Chucky get so mad at each other arguing about whether it should be Mulder or Scully that dies that they end up instead choosing to kill each other. Now this is an episode that's filled with siblings and twins. So on top of the ones we've seen with the victims, the two nurses that we see also have the same last name, so it appears that those characters were intended to be twin sisters as well. The episode was directed by Kevin Hooks. This is his first job directing for the X-Files, but he does have 93 director credits to his name. He's best known for playing Dwayne in Inner Space, as well as directing Last Resort, or multiple episodes of that, the movie Passenger 57, and a number of episodes of Prison Break. Going down his IMDb list, I'm also seeing other shows that are probably familiar to our listeners, including Preacher, The Orville, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Punisher, Castle, Bones, The Mentalist, He's got a fairly impressive resume as a director, 
going back to an episode of Cutter to Houston, a TV series from 1983. He even directed three episodes of V, the TV series, not the miniseries, but we won't hold that against him. The episode was written by Chris Carter. It's not his last script for the X-Files, but it's close to it. In fact, at this point, he only has one script left coming up. Now, Karen Conoval plays both Judy and Chucky. So she plays both twins in this episode. And while her performance is good, the makeup can't hide that it's really one person in the makeup. We've discussed her work before. This is actually her third appearance in the X-Files. She previously played Madame Zelma in Clyde Brookman's Final Repos and Mrs. Peacock in Home. Ben Wilkinson plays Dean, the lawyer and one of their targets in his only X-Files credit. He's got 88 acting credits to his name and is best known for work in Deadpool, Grave Encounters 1 and 2, and Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. So far, everyone I mentioned is still active today, which probably doesn't come as a surprise when we're going through the 2018 series. Jared Agar Foster plays Archie Seavers here. This is his only X-Files credit. He was also in Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency as Scott Borton. And with 19 credits to his name, some of which are in post-production, he is still active today. He is best known for his work in this, Dirk Gently, Proof, and Horns. Denise Douse plays the psychiatrist here in her only X-Files credit. She is best known for her work in Ray, Pleasantville, Biodome, and Starship Troopers. So she's one of the more recognizable names, if not the most recognizable. Alyssa Araya makes her only appearance in the X-Files here, playing Nurse Vicki Easton. She's best known for her work in Arrow, Riverdale, and The Unseen, and is very much active today, with 70 acting credits to her name, including also the new Lost in Space series on Netflix. Lawson Chambers plays Nurse Peggy Easton in her only X-Files credit. She is best known for her work in The Flash, a series of unfortunate events, Double Jeopardy, and Bird on a Wire. She's also appeared in the recent Twilight Zone. Elizabeth Lander plays the attractive waitress here. This is the most recent of six IMDb credits that she has for her career dating back to I Dream of Murder in 2006. She's also appeared in No Man's Land, Snap, Like a Tree in Which There Are Three Blackbirds, and Dead Again in Tombstone. Thabo Ketshabetswa. I hope I pronounced that somewhat correctly, plays the guard. This is the only X-Files credit out of 12 acting credits on the IMDb. Best known for this episode of the X-Files, Continuum, The Flash, and Zoo. Red Spencer plays the first dude in the second of three IMDb credits he has. His other two credits are for Waking Up and playing a vampire in an episode of Supernatural. Finally, Catherine Kirkpatrick plays the receptionist. She's got 107 acting credits to her name. This is her only X-Files credit. She is best known for Oksha, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Slither, and Grey Matters. So in terms of trivia, it's probably worth noting that the music played by the band in the opening was actually written by David Duchovny. It's from his first album, Hell or High Water. This episode also has a lot of nods and references to other series. For example, when Dean sees his twin at a bus stop, that is a reference to a similar episode 
of the Twilight Zone when doppelgangers are found at bus stops. When Mulder tells Scully to knock three times if he wants her, that's a reference to song lyrics. There's even a reference to the Patty Duke show when cousins who are mistaken for twins are the lead characters. But in terms of the ongoing narrative, the main contribution is that this episode seems to take steps to reuniting Mulder and Scully as a romantic couple for the first time since the movie and the series came back to the air. The second movie ended when they were together, and when it came back to air for season 10, they were apart. And now they are pulling back together again. In any event, that's all we have to say about Plus One. Join us again in two weeks' time when we discuss The Lost Art of Forehead Sweat. And don't forget to leave a voicemail saying what The X-Files has meant to you. Thank you for listening.